0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, May fourteenth. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. The scary plummet into drought. State changes tone on water. Malibu bans pesticides and Dems watching tax plan. Head snapping. California rapidly enters drought with pain for everybody. The issues brought on by the drought crisis are already more apparent than during the last drought, according to Michael George, the Delta Watermaster at the State Water Resources Control Board. And the Delta watershed, it's been head snapping how quickly we got to crisis, said George during a conference with the Association of California Water Agencies yesterday. There's going to be pain all around. Eric Ekdahl, the Water Board's Deputy Director of Water Rights, said it was shocking to see the rapid degrading of conditions within the watershed. This almost complete loss of snowpack over a three-week time period is really unprecedented, said Ekdahl, adding that conditions in the Russia River watershed are even worse than during the infamous 1976 drought. Yet they saw hope in progress with data collection for water systems and communication to stakeholders in recent years. In the last drought, stakeholders defended their water rights from perceived incursions by the Water Board, said George. What's the difference this time is that people are recognizing we are all in this together. It's all hands on deck, he said. Newsom administration opens up to water infrastructure investment. When discussing money for water storage and conveyance, a central talking point for the Newsom administration has been that 85 percent of the funding generally comes from the local level. But that perspective may be evolving. We believe there needs to be a new generation of investment from state government and federal government, said California Natural Resources Secretary Wade Crowfoot at the ACWA conference. Crowfoot said he's keeping his fingers crossed with federal infrastructure package and development. He said the state would like to channel that money, quote, into regions to build your own regional resilience based in the priorities that you have in different parts of the state. Crowfoot noted the governor's new $5.1 billion drought package for the budget is more than he proposed in a climate resilience bond last year. A lot of the focus is now on the Central Valley, given the stressors of drought, groundwater management plans, and voluntary agreements for delta flows, said Crowfoot. He encouraged water districts to make their voices heard in the coming weeks as the legislature considers the proposal. And on that note, Crowfoot said negotiations over voluntary agreements halted last weekend ahead of the governor's drought declaration, though the work continues. The state aims to restore river systems in a way that, quote, provides the certainty that water users need given these uncertain conditions and with shared goals. Our focus has never been more intense to get this done, he said. Just to be completely clanded, there were not there yet. State approves Malibu's pesticide ban. The city of Malibu has banned the use of all pesticides, with few exceptions. The Coastal Commission yesterday granted special approval for the regulation since state law does not otherwise allow local governments to regulate pesticides. A staff report to the commission notes that 16 commercial vineyards should fall within the ban. Commissioners approved the measure unanimously as long as the city allowed limited use for controlling invasive species and restoring habitat. The commission has in the past approved prohibitions on rodenticides to protect mountain lions. To recap, Malibu first considered a citywide prohibition on only anticoagulants in 2014. Through planning commission and city council hearings, the effort evolved into a broader restriction on all pesticides. But it gained pushback from the Department of Pesticide Regulation. Brownell wins Senate confirmation. Congratulations to Jill Brownell. He was confirmed by the Senate last night as Deputy Agriculture Secretary, USDA's number 2 position. She was approved on a voice vote. Stabenow upbeat on conservation spending. Senate Agriculture Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow tells AgriPulse she's making progress in getting substantial increase in funding for farm bill conservation programs included in an upcoming infrastructure package. Democrats in the House and the Senate are working together on the issue, according to the Michigan Democrat. I feel very good. They understand how important investments in climate-smart agriculture are in conservation. Why it matters? Stabenow has said the $1 billion in new conservation funding included in President Joe Biden's Americans' Jobs Plan was woefully inadequate. By the way... Republican senators were similarly upbeat after a meeting with the president yesterday on infrastructure, describing the session in terms as really positive and productive. Senator Roy Blunt, Missouri Republican, told reporters that Republicans should have a counter-proposal ready next week. Democrats downplay ag impact of Biden tax plan. Two key Democrats say they believe farmers would be sufficiently protected from Biden's proposal to end stepped-up basis and tax capital gains at death. I don't think our agriculture producers or family farmers have anything to be concerned about, Representative Ron Kind told Agripulse in a Washington Week in Review interview. The Wisconsin Democrat is a senior member of the Tax-Writing House Ways and Means Committee. Many of us reached out to the White House right away, getting clarification, and they've been clear that they do not intend this to apply to family farm operations. Keep in mind, USDA has said the tax on family farms and Family Hill small businesses would be deferred until the business assets are sold. That would mean a tax liability would still hang over the property. But that doesn't bother Democrat Senator John Tester as much. Tester, an organic farmer from Montana, says Biden's proposal would allow the farm to, quote, stay in the family if it goes outside the family and they sell it. That's less of a concern than being able to transfer it to the kids. Kind says lawmakers from farm districts, quote, are going to keep a close eye on the details of all this as it moves forward. But 10 Republican senators led by Kansas Senator Roger Marshall have written leaders of the Senate Finance Committee in opposition to the tax proposal. Step-up and basis is a key provision used by farms and ranch operations across the country to maintain multi-generational operations and ensure the economic growth and viability of these businesses into the future, the letter says. Removal of this provision would devastate hard-working farm and ranch families and disincentivize the agriculture industry from passing down from generation to generation. EDF Sustainability efforts need science-based goals. A new report from the Environmental Defense Fund, a founding member of the Food and Ag Climate Alliance, recommends six best practices for corporations to follow in improving the sustainability of their ag supply chains. The recommendations include obtaining buy-in from employees and senior management committing to science-based goals, partnering with farmers and suppliers, and using data to show progress toward the goals. EDF developed the recommendations from interviews with sustainability practitioners at 11 food companies, including Tyson, Kellogg's, Bayer, Smithfield, and Unilever. The Food and Ag Climate Alliance is a coalition that includes most major farm groups. Here's today's He Said It. If we get a third dry year, water managers are pulling rabbits out of all the hats that exist. That Delta Watermaster, Michael George. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, May 14th. For the latest news out of Washington D.C., visit agripulse.com for Agripulse Daybreak West. I'm Jeff Alley.